as boys lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Hello and welcome to the As Bold as Lions podcast. So good to have you join me today. My name is Derek and uh, we are in our first episode of the new year, 2023. So just uh, really excited about that, excited about what the uh, the year is going to bring. And as we start today, we've got a lot of content to go through. Title of the, um, the podcast is By the Field, and we're going to um, dive into what that is all about as uh, we go through. But I want to start by reading a verse from Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah 32, verse 25. We're going to be spending a lot of time in this chapter, Jeremiah 32, today. It says, Yet you, O Lord God, have said to me, Buy the field for money and get witnesses, though the city is given into the hands of the Chaldeans. All right, more on what that all means. But as I started to do just some personal um, ministerial, ministerial, yeah, vision casting for the new year, I was unsure of the pronunciation of that, but I think that's right. As I started looking at ministry and my personal life and looking at this year, um, kind of just had one of these God moments as I opened my Bible, as I went to my Bible. And um, if you know me, I'm kind of an open book with what I'm reading through, what I'm studying, the passages I'm looking at, and then bringing a lot of that over into the podcast, the blogs, and so forth. Just... Kind of as I do life in the Lord, I'm just feeling led to to share that with others who maybe can resonate with some of the same same things. So I'm opening my Bible. Um, you kind of do this Bible roulette thing with sometimes where you just kind of like oh, I don't know what to read, so I'll just let it flip open to wherever, um, and just kind of this casual. Uh, turning of the pages led me to this book of Jeremiah. I like Jeremiah a lot. Um, there's a lot going on in the minor, major prophets, um, a lot that I don't always still understand as I'm reading it, but um, just a plug to have a good uh, study Bible or something alongside you to kind of help you with some of these passages. But anyway, um, land in Jeremiah 32. It's a chapter I'm sort of familiar with, but not perhaps as much as I'd like to be. And as I start reading this chapter, I find myself getting drawn into the context of what is happening to the prophet Jeremiah um, during this time when these words are being written. And and then from there, I just um, find myself also taking this context and just asking the Lord, what, what do you want to say to me through this passage as it relates to my life in 2023, as it relates to, to all of us, you know, inevitably sharing something with others, um, as we begin a new year and, um, you know, to move forward today 
uh, I'm, I'm going to be reviewing some of what happens in this chapter because it's so tied into just kind of what um, this podcast is about, what the blog of, of the month is about as that goes out. Um, Jeremiah 32, it's 44 verses long, so I can't read the whole thing, cover it in its entirety. Um, but I'm kind of after this high-level view to kind of see it from 30,000 feet or whatever. And that being said, um, it's something I'd recommend either having your Bible or your Bible app open um, alongside as, as we go through this or just, just reading it um, on your own time to, to look at this, this chapter and, and, and kind of study it. And hopefully this, this urges you to, to do that as you, as you hear this, this podcast, um, in this chapter, we have this, this man, Jeremiah is a prophet to, to Judah, to these people, his people. Um, he realizes that, the, the siege and captivity of his people is very near. Um, and he's gone before the king, King Zedekiah is the king of Judah. And he's, he's told them the things that are about to take place that he knows are, are the Lord has revealed like this is going to happen. Um, the Babylonians are going to come in and capture the land. So foreign nation is going to come in and take the land and then Zedekiah is going to be brought before the king of, of Babylon. And these are some prophecies that um, the king doesn't want to hear. Zedekiah is like, I don't want to hear that. And in response, he puts Jeremiah in prison. So the, the, the chapter kind of starts here. And, um, and then it starts to kind of take an interesting turn as we keep reading. So Jeremiah is in prison. And he is instructed to buy a piece of land, um, a field that's from kind of a close relative. I think it's kind of like a, a cousin almost. And this word came to him from the Lord saying he, he'd be approached about this, like the purchase, you know, this is going to happen. This this person is going to come to you and, and want you to, to purchase this land. And indeed, it, it actually then happens. So the deeds of purchase for the land are put in an earthenware jar. Um, There's something to, to be able to, to keep these, you know, kind of like a safe or some sort of a file back in their day to, to keep these deeds of this purchase so that it can last for a long time. That's the, uh, the words from Jeremiah 32, 14. And Jeremiah is sitting, it says he's sitting in the court of the guard, and this is you know, literally in prison still. Um, his land purchase goes through, and then God brings a promise in verse 15 of this chapter. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. So as Jeremiah is contemplating all this, um, I think we can we can believe that he's he's understandably conflicted um, in buying the land, and again he's he's getting ready. Uh, the nation's getting ready to go off into captivity. We actually know from from history that that Jeremiah um, goes off with with some other folks that try to um, kind of subvert what the Lord's trying to do, and, and is taken with these other people that go into Egypt. 
Um, kind of a, a side note there, but Jeremiah's conflicted because the people are going to, the land's going to get sieged. Uh, they're going to get carted off into captivity. And, you know, in, in buying this land, is, is this God somehow saying to him, like, hey, one day you're going to have this for your own use? Again, we know that Jeremiah's taken into captivity and, and goes through uh, these other things, and he, he's not one to that will be will be come come back. Um, and seventy years had to pass. That was from Second Chronicles thirty six twenty one. Um, that was prophesied. I think it's actually Jeremiah that prophesies this. So the land that he's purchasing, it's it's not for him. It's not for him to come back and occupy it. So leads us to ask, well, then why, why was it purchased? Who, who is it for? Um, and a teaser there, just we'll, we'll give into that more about that as we go. But as we go through the rest of Jeremiah 32, um, we see his prayer to the Lord. And this is verses 16 through 25. And then the Lord's response to Jeremiah, which is verses 26 through 44. So this is kind of the rest of the chapter after purchasing this land. Jeremiah in his prayer is acknowledging that nothing is impossible for the Lord. He kind of just brings that right before God and says, hey, nothing is impossible for you. I know this. Um, you, you brought our people out. Um, you, you brought them into a land flowing with milk and honey. You brought Israel out of Egypt. You, um, you delivered us. Um, even after getting all of that, the people still rebelled. And uh, verse 23 says, after possessing the land, they did not obey the Lord's voice or walk in his law. So the people transgress, they fall away, they they disobey the Lord. And Jeremiah is connecting the, the siege works being constructed against Judah. He's connecting that directly to the sin of his own people. This, this siege that's that's happening, that's about to take place, is directly uh, related to our sin condition and our own punishment. So God then responds by validating what Jeremiah has just said here. It was the people's sin that provoked him to anger and to wrath, the worship of other gods, specifically Baal and Moloch. And those things were an abomination to him. The people have sinned and they've not turned from their ways. And a righteous God must bring correction. And in essence, I believe the Lord is saying, yes, I'm going to give this land over the Babylonians. They're, they're going to siege it. They're going to burn it. They will destroy it. All right. So just hitting pause here, just a few minutes into this, uh, this episode. And you're, you're probably wondering like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a weird way to start a post for a new year. You know, where's where's our vision casting? Where's this the optimism, um, kind of that that hope, but that challenge for for where we're going? And I'll be honest, I I've, I had that thought as well as I kind of as I explained, I opened this this chapter and started reading it for whatever reason prompted to read Jeremiah thirty two. And I was just kind of like, God, if, if you're trying to get me into the mindset of, of thinking about the new year, this is a weird way to do it. 
But this is where God led me to then in this chapter that helped make the rest of this make more sense. Because there is a promise within these verses, despite all the confusion of what's going on, the people being thrown into captivity, the purchase of the land, the, the acknowledgement that, yes, it's your sin that has caused all of this. There's a promise in here. And if we're not careful, we, we might miss it because we're not necessarily looking for it. Um, but it's in verses 36 to 44, um, the rest of this chapter. And it's a promise that only God could make good on. Here's where this phrase, we, we get the phrase, the, um, the verse that says, and they shall be my people and I will be their God. That's verse 36. And we have to ask, well, what's the context of this often heard, often quoted verse? Well, it's God bringing his people back to the land after the captivity in Babylon. It's his promise of restoration of an everlasting covenant. And we know, modern-day Christians, you and I, we know this side of the cross, that God has kept his promise. I believe in a similar way to Jeremiah, we're living in a position of captivity as modern-day Christians. Um, I've said it before, I, I don't want to just copy and paste scripture from the original context onto our current day and time. I, I never want to be that loose and free with, with what we're reading, but we are in a real way, spiritual sense, very much besieged as Christians, as a church within our own land. Um, there, there are influence of, influences of wickedness upon us. And many are being led astray. Many uh, sheep are, are kind of being plucked off by, by the wolves. And the prevailing culture really is like Babylon. It's a place without a lot of um, love or desire for that which is holy. It has its own kind of standards of uh, arbitrary standards of right and wrong. It has its kind of paganism um, ideals that, that it's after, which is has a complete disdain and hatred for, for anything that's holy and, and of the Lord. But into all that, Jeremiah is asked to buy this field. And I think we're being asked to buy the field as well. Why is that, you ask? Well, glad you asked. For several reasons. We're making an investment and a down payment into the future. And think about that as you look at the context of our world. Whatever it is you're doing for Christ right now, you're making a down payment for what is to come. And we are like Jeremiah, um, not seeing the full extent of what um, our efforts may be in this, in this world, in this life. And in the midst of captivity, we, we can only take a couple of different postures. We can, we can say, well, things are really bad. Let's just hunker down, wait out our time on this earth. We know the Lord's going to return and let's just play it safe. Let's, let's not try to ruffle any feathers. Let's, let's just kind of, you know, have that mindset. And that's very real mindset that I, I see and experience on a regular basis. Or 
we can be in the business of buying up fields and literally making down payments for the future while we wait, while we're in this time of, is he returning? How soon? Let's be ready. But let's be investing into what the future may be or what it what it will be if we if we are like Jeremiah and making those purchases. And truthfully, full transparency is as bad as the world looks right now. We may not be the generation that sees Christ return. And it may not even be the next generation to come. We we have to acknowledge that. So question for us to ask, and I'm asking this first to myself, but I put it out there for you to, um, and, and you know I love asking questions if you read the, read, if you listen to this podcast, thinking about blogs, if you read the blog, if you listen to the podcast, I'm asking a lot of questions. The one I have is, how do I personally buy the field? For me, the investment in 2023 is to primarily be my my wife and my kids and my own home and and just leading them and, and putting Christ before them on a regular basis. Um I I'm I'm convicted there because I know my days, my hours with them are finite and limited. I only have so much time with my kids before they move on and they move out. And just so much so many years to pour into them. And I see that kind of those grains of sand just continuing to fall and, and, and that time running shorter and shorter. So I want to make it count and I want to prepare them for what's ahead and hoping and praying that they will take up their cross and follow Christ. That's one way, the primary way that I'm buying a field and saying, God, I may not even see the investment I'm making here, but, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you'll use it for your your own return and your glory. From there, this this ministry that uh, I do, um, the things under um, as bold as lines, the the things I record, the the things I write and blog about, that's part of the field I'm buying too, and I'm offering it for for someone for anyone to stumble across and hopefully be influenced and changed. And, you know, as much as I've written for others to, to hear something, to read something, to hear something, and then respond to the Lord, I know God's using this to, to feed back into myself, to draw me closer to Him and to hear His voice more clearly. So if I were to ask you, what is the field God wants you to buy today? How are you going to respond? I think that's important as we look at 2023 and we understand the call and the promise the call is going to involve our investment it's what God's putting before you what he's placed in your hands what he's giving you the ability to do the people he's entrusted to you that's part of your call and that's part of the investment that's your responsibility and it's a response we decide to make or not to we either respond to that call or we choose to to not respond the promise that's God's job and I think we can see him as faithful um, 
beyond Jeremiah's day, he made everything come true that he said would happen in Jeremiah 32. The promise to rebuild and restore, those were the things that the Lord said he would do. Um, that, that promise was kept. And um, just going to read these verses from Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 39 through 41. Um, this is the Lord and his words here at the towards the end. I will give them one heart in one way that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. I will rejoice in doing them good and I will plant them in this land of unfaithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. So just looking at all this, just uh, wondering again about this idea of buying the field. Um, just knowing that we may buy the field, we may make this investment like Jeremiah did, not even fully understanding why. Even not knowing what the outcome is going to be. But are we still willing to do that? Are we willing to do that even at the onset of 2023, not knowing what the rest of this year is even going to look like? What tomorrow holds, what next week, next month, six months from now even looks like? But are we willing to make an investment in the Lord in faith? Knowing that generations that follow us are going to benefit because of the stand that we took. That uh, those that come behind us will find us faithful and hopefully we'll be able to benefit from the, from what we were willing to take a stand for and live for this year. And I'm excited for 2023. Um, perhaps more excited for the next 12 months than, than any uh, in recent memory. But I know it's because the God of the promise is waiting at the end of this year. And if he tarries and if I'm still here, I'll be able to look at his faithfulness and look back um, in kind of a, a retrospective look um, back at his faithfulness come this next December 31st. And guys, just uh, a little bit different sort of podcast episode today, a um, little bit out of the box, and I hope that's okay, that uh, it, it takes a little bit of a different turn. Um, I think it's just so much that was just impressed to me as I was reading about Jeremiah, reading about his life, and specifically the, uh, this notion of why we would buy a field um, knowing that we're in captivity or whatever place we're in, to know that God's promises are, are still there. They're still yes and amen. And to look ahead in this new year, not afraid, not saying, I, I can't make that investment. I can't do that thing or that whatever God might be calling me to. It's just too big. It's too scary. It's too unknown to say, you know, God is, is the God of, of those things that are, that 
you're worried about. He's still the God over those things and still in control and you can trust him You can trust him with whatever kind of faith step that he's calling you to take. And, um, as you listen to this and as you kind of look ahead into this, this next season of life of a, of a new year, a new season in some aspects, praying about what it is that the field looks like and specifically where you to get your hands dirty, uh, for the cause of Christ and for, for his glory. Um, as we shift and go into January, um, about 99% certain that we're going to go into an episode that um, focuses on the full armor of God. That That's kind of my, my leaning in terms of where I think God wants me to start this year. Been wanting to do something with that for a while and just hadn't pulled the trigger on anything and uh, feel like it's maybe an appropriate place to go and might be three, four episodes. I'm not certain yet. Uh, as I record this podcast, I'm in the process of doing some research, doing some study. And if you know the, the full armor of God passage from Ephesians 6, uh, yeah, Ephesians 6, it's, uh, it's not a, a lengthy passage, but I think there's a lot we can kind of pull out of there and expand on. So, Prayers appreciated as we gear up for that, as we kind of maybe let that set some of the tempo and the the, the feel for, for what this year is going to be, to be equipped um, to to have that full armor on. Um, a verse that I've, I feel like this year is, is specifically meant for me is, uh, is a verse from that, that passage, Ephesians 6, 10, and 11. Uh, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So just being equipped being ready, um, putting yourself out there, continuing to invest in the kingdom and the work that God is doing. Those are all things that I need to be reminded of. Hopefully you do as well as you listen to this. So good to connect and to um, just Appreciate you listening to this uh, from week to week. I, I so deeply do appreciate and uh, um, love that we can connect in this way. And I'd love to hear from you um, through the podcast, through social media, email, wherever you can find me. I would love to hear from you. And um, I always am sure to follow up on any any messages I do receive. So again in Ephesians, we're sticking with this as our theme verse because I think that's just what God has um, led me to and keeps leading me to for for what we do on this podcast and the blog. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We will see you next time. Take care. Have a blessed day. Hey, guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.